Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we got a weird one for you. We're looking at Ben Wheatley's In the Earth, which comes out today. And uh, I was lucky enough to get to see it a little while back. And joining me to talk about it is Amy Smith from the Film for Thought podcast. Uh, I've been wanting to have her on the show for a while now, and I'm happy to finally get her here on Piecing It Together. We had a great conversation about In the Earth and some of the weird movies that this crazy movie was uh, possibly inspired by. But before we get into that conversation, I do want to remind you to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We're, of course, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Pocket Casts, on TuneIn. I could just sit here and name, like, 20 different apps. We're on all of them, I think. If we're on... If we're not on something that you like to use to listen to podcasts, let me know, and I'll make sure to get on that app. Uh, you could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You could join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget to check out our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where you might be hearing this episode right now ahead of its actual plans released on the main feed. I'm not sure. It's hard for me to tell. But, uh, yeah, check out the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. I post advanced episodes of Piecing It Together, exclusive bonus content, also content from Awesome Movie Year and other podcasts that I'm involved with, and from my music career. I got lots of uh, great content on there as well from my music. I'll be posting very soon the soundtrack to a feature film I just recently scored. So uh, yeah, lots of great content coming there. So sign up if you really like what we're doing, or you could also just, you know, rate and review the show, share it, and keep listening. That helps too. So uh, let's get into this conversation about In the Earth. All right, so Amy Smith from the Film for Thought podcast is here. Amy, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I have been covering a lot of horror movies lately. I don't know how that worked out, but it sure seems to be the case. But uh, looking forward to talking about this one. It's a weird one. But uh, before we get into it, though, um, it's your first time on the show. Why don't you tell people a little about you and your podcast? Yeah, so I have a podcast, Film for Thought. It's basically based on the blog that I also have. And the idea of it is just letting people come on, 
and get to talk about a film of their choice because I know some people don't have the space to do that or don't have an excuse to kind of talk about a favorite film of theirs from maybe 60s 70s or whenever so it's just a chance to give people a space to talk about films awesome yeah no that that's a great way to uh you know open the floor to people who like you said don't maybe have a uh an outlet for talking about some particular movie that's like very meaningful for them so yeah no that that's that's awesome this movie we're going to talk about is an interesting one uh in the earth from ben wheatley where are you a big ben wheatley fan uh, I was one of the people that defended Rebecca, I will say that. Okay. I did actually really enjoy Rebecca, but I haven't actually checked out a lot of his other stuff. I need to go back and look after it, but so far, super two for me. Okay. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting then, because uh, I'm sure that the... I know Ben Wheatley is one of these filmmakers who has a kind of rabid fan base that just really either loves his stuff or people who just seem to hate him um so far the things that i've seen from him i don't really like that much but this is my favorite thing i've seen from him uh so that that's good at least at least i'm kind of on that kind of trajectory with his uh with his filmmaking of course the you know the big story of this movie is that it's a post-pandemic film and uh you know made after everything we've been through over this year and so that is definitely going to be an interesting thing as we get into uh, some of these puzzle pieces, see how that kind of like lines up with things. But I'd say let's just start jumping right in. Um, what do you got for your first puzzle piece for this? So my first puzzle piece is Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Nice. And I've got this because they're both kind of horror films, but they also take a very nature aspect to the story and really focus in on the nature itself. So that was my first puzzle piece. Awesome. Yeah, I I always love bringing Mother into a conversation Absolutely. on this show. I love that movie so much. And uh, yeah, it, this is definitely, uh, I, I would say, one of those movies that just gets like crazier and crazier as it goes. It's got that kind of build, uh, just, just like Mother, where it just goes totally off the rails as the things go forward. And yeah, that, that whole, uh, you know, nature being at the center of... of everything that's kind of happening within this and and i will say that that's an interesting thing too this is one of those movies where there's a lot of interpretation i think that you can really like you know go into as far as you want to as deeply as you want to about what exactly is happening here and uh you know obviously mother has a lot of various interpretations to it i'm not sure if there are you know a lot of theories out there within the earth i haven't um you know i usually don't like dig too deep in because I don't want it to affect my opinion when when making a podcast episode but uh, I'm sure that there's a lot that could be gleaned from what happens on screen in this movie so for sure um, I'll go to the first one that came to my mind also uh, dealing with nature and all that uh, and that's Annihilation uh, a, a movie where a bunch of scientists have to go into this this place in a forest where this unexplainable scientific event is happening uh in that case it's the shimmer and um once they get inside things are just getting really strange nature is just going wrong and going all off and uh there's also a lot of creepy humanoid plant figures which there's one of those at least in this movie do you think it could also be like a netflix formula because ben wheatley has worked with netflix for rebecca yeah 
That that is absolutely true. Yeah, I actually that's funny. I, I forgot about that. Uh, it was a Netflix film over there, wasn't it? Uh, in the UK, because here in America, Annihilation was a uh, like a regular theatrical release first. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I did hear about that. That that's weird how some movies get the uh, the Netflix distribution and some don't. I don't know. Who knows? I I don't think anyone in Hollywood knows exactly what they're doing at this point. <laughs> so, uh, but right on. What do you got for your next piece? Uh, probably the most obvious one, and I've gone with Contagion because of the whole way it handles the pandemic. And mm-hmm. yeah, even the filming. <laughs> of any of which they described because it was done during covid really tightly in the uk so mm-hmm. it was a way for them to kind of naturally have the two meters socially distance filming on screen and off screen and being able to implement it in a story which i think they did really well but i think the most obvious sort of correlation to that is contagion yeah sure um i I've never actually seen it. Like, I'm very aware of it. And, of course, it's it's a movie that's come up since, you know, a pandemic and all that. Um, and it, it is interesting. This is a movie that I think really naturally deals with what we've been going through. And I think that's part of what makes it so successful. It, it, it's not going to be a movie we look back at and cringe, you know, like like a lot of pandemic-related movies lately. Um, it. it it feels natural. It feels like, oh yeah, there was a pandemic and these people went through it and this is the kind of after effects of that. And yeah, I think that that's a good uh, lead in to another puzzle piece that I had here, which is uh, It Comes at Night, which is a a movie where there's recently been a kind of unexplained kind of pandemic. We're not like, uh, you know, given all the details of it, but basically that human interaction has been really frayed because of everything that that the people in the movie have gone through. And that reminds me so much of this movie in the earth, but also kind of in in a lot of ways of what we've gone through over this past year since COVID-19 and just how weird the idea of like getting, you know, back out there and interacting with our fellow human beings is right now. I mean, I, tomorrow morning I get my second vaccine and then two weeks later I'm going to the theater to see Godzilla versus Kong, and I can't wait. But at the same time, being around people in a closed room, that's going to be kind of creepy, you know? And uh, this movie, I think, kind of taps into that, just like it comes at night, definitely was tapping into that ahead of time. Absolutely. And yeah, we're not getting back to cinema until May in the UK, but even just watching shows right now where they're pre-recorded and you see them close, I'm like, that looks so weird. That's not normal. Yeah, it's like, how how are they right on top of each other? It's crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, the world's so strange now. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, what do you got for your next piece? Yeah, so obviously, like, it, the film isn't out yet. We both got to see it at Sundance. So I kind of watched a couple of trailers to kind of refresh my mind and see what, like, what I could remember of it. And the trailers mm-hmm. featured like these tapestries and these references to folk tales, and that kind of reminded me of Midsommar, sure. especially like the big tapestry that's like pans across telling a kind of story and also foreshadowing what 
is potentially going to happen later on in the film. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Midsummer was something that definitely came to mind for me too. Um, the, the, like you said, those tapestries, those those weird, creepy art pieces that are kind of foretelling things that are going to come later, or maybe they're not, or it's just like kind of hard to tell exactly what they're supposed to be. But uh, there's lots of clues along the way. It's also one of those movies that this is one of those movies. The thing that I like about it the most, I kind of joked about this on my letterbox review. It's one of those movies where you're just like this poor fucking guy, like (laughs) the stuff that they're putting him through. And that's kind of how I feel about everybody in midsummer. I mean, that, that they're all just going through just, just all this awfulness. And it's like, there's no getting out of it. It's just, it keeps getting worse and worse for them, no matter what they try to do. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely one of those kind of movies. Um, also midsummer, uh, you know, kind of just tripping balls in the forest, you know, <laughs> that, that definitely uh, is a connection there as well, uh, because this movie gets very, very trippy as it goes on. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely great piece. Um, I'm going to go with a piece that really uh, mainly connects to the the third act of in the earth and uh once once they uh connect with the other scientist um i believe olivia i think the name was and she is communicating with these i mean spoiler alerts all around when it comes to piecing it together but especially this movie it's very hard to talk about without like kind of getting into some of what happens here but um there's this like forest spirit kind of thing going on and they're they're communicating via flashing lights and uh musical keyboards and things like that and so i thought of uh steven spielberg's close encounters of the third kind where they communicate with the aliens through a whole series of lights and musical keys and so this this is of course in this case some kind of weird forest spirit that we're never really fully uh explained exactly how that works or what exactly it is that that is happening with it but somehow or another the scientists are uh communicating with it through musical keys and big flashing lights that make for some really trippy cool visuals absolutely yeah i haven't actually that's one film i do actually need to catch up on that's like a blind spot of mine Oh, right on. Yeah, I, I saw it um, at a anniversary type screening uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was the 40th anniversary. Um, so I got to see it in a the theater and very weird uh, movie for being such a you know beloved classic, but very cool. It's one I definitely have to check out. So what do you have next? Uh, yeah, so any chance to talk about Psycho, I'm going to take. So anytime I see like a slasher slash horror, I'm like, well, that's kind of influenced by Psycho. You don't get horrors and you can't really talk about Psycho otherwise. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. And yeah, I mean, we should talk about uh, this... So, I mean, basically the the main uh, plot here, we, we've got these two scientists going into the into the woods to meet up with this this other scientist who they haven't heard from and to gather supplies. Uh, this is all after, of course, a pandemic has just happened. And they basically get drugged and kidnapped by this crazy person. <laughs> we, we, we don't really know exactly who he is. We just kind of think he's just someone living in the woods. But, you know, more things get revealed as it goes on. Uh, but this crazy person, Zach, uh, played by Reese Shearsmith, um, he is pretty freaking terrifying. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like it's so creepy, especially with how like the close-up shots of like the body mutilation and how well they are done. Oh yeah, and that all kind of leads to what I was saying earlier about like this is this is one of those movies that this poor guy like <laughs> it's just horrifying what they put him through, and it's so funny. Like this is a kind of a darkly comic film. I thought like it, it definitely made me laugh a lot. Like he just takes it all in stride. Like. Like, he just, like, kind of goes, and then takes it and just keeps moving forward. He's like, I, I, I would be, I'd be dead, like, minutes into this movie, basically. Oh, yeah, same. Absolutely. Yeah. I would not want to live if I, if I went through that for an entire night. Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea how this poor guy makes it. But, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that, that character, very, very crazy. Um, I'll go on to another piece here. Uh, I'm going to go with combination puzzle piece here, two movies, The Fog and The Mist. Um, you get a lot of really cool, trippy imagery of fogs kind of rolling in, and then we, like I already kind of mentioned about the lights and everything, that there's a lot of flashing lights and a, a lot of strobe effects going on, but mixed with the fog and the the knowledge that something evil and dark and creepy is in that fog makes for some really cool unsettling imagery it seems like the whole fog and mist thing used to really be popular in horror but it seems to have gone away recently so it's nice to see it kind of brought back yeah absolutely it's like it's something that it's almost like a shorthand like you just know that's bad you know that something really bad is in there but uh you know you you don't know until you get into it what exactly that bad stuff is absolutely all right what do you got for your next piece yeah so i'm usually not too squeamish when it comes to seeing like body mutilation and horror some of the stuff here was really squeamish to me but it just reminds me the worst one for me is a quiet place and then nail in the foot that to me is the yeah. most squeamish I am with like body mutilation. So a lot of the sort of cutting up and blood just reminded me of that moment where I it's the one scene I can't watch it. I actually cannot watch it. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say 127 hours. Uh, Haven't seen that in all fairness. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, when it comes to uh, body mutilation, that is that is a tough one to sit through. Uh, but, yeah, Quiet Place also. I, I actually, to be honest, I kind of forgot about the uh, that, that scene, but that is pretty, pretty uh, awful. Um, and, yeah, uh, the stuff that happens uh, to, to poor Martin in this movie um, it is just... I, I was I was definitely kind of like squealing while watching it. I was like, "Oh God, you know, is it uh, it's terrible." Uh, so I'll go with another piece here, and uh, that is "Color Out of Space," uh, a movie Ooh. with Nicolas Cage from last year that came out. That uh, kind of you know the whole cosmic horror thing. It's I, I feel like the build of this, we talked earlier about about Mother and like uh, uh, getting crazier, getting crazier, getting crazier kind of build to the movie. Uh, but it's also like the kind of of crazy, the kind of horror that's going on. We start out with like just creepiness in horror and then move to strange in horror and then to just all out nuts horror by the end of the movie and i just i thought that that kind of uh strange build to it the way that color out of space was where 
uh, things started out creepy, got stranger, and then went just total balls to the wall nuts by the end. And uh, I, I feel like In the Earth has that similar kind of build to it. I will say I know what Nicolas Cage star in a Ben Wheatley film. Ooh, I think we all want <laughs> Nicolas Cage to star in a Ben Wheatley film. Give us that, yes. <laughs> well, uh, what do you got for your next piece? Yes, so this is a final piece I have, but it's also a TV series, and it's Supernatural. It's a show I, I've loved for so many years, but the hint of a Supernatural, but a lot of the episodes actually involve being in the woods or being in the dark or trying to hunt something, not sure what's really there, uh, survival. It's got all the different elements that I could really see influences of within in the Earth. Right on. Um, what's the title of it? Uh, Supernatural. Oh, it is just called Supernatural. Okay, it's just yeah, called I've never, Supernatural. I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen that show. Um, I, I believe I've heard of it, but um, yeah, it, it's. I, I assume that uh, people are lost in the woods and uh, totally uh, shit out of luck. Basically, it's two. <laughs> it's basically two hunters who go out and hunt all these supernatural beings, and mm -hmm. like the first season was very much going out into the woods, finding this poor person who felt like they were lost or they saw a werewolf or they saw a zombie and that sort of progression as it goes on. So, yeah, a lot of episodes like that. Right on, right on. Sounds uh, sounds fun. It actually sounds like a fun take on, on that kind of a thing. Um, I'll go with my last piece here, and that is the Blair Witch Project. Um, Ooh, because. Yes. I, I just felt like once they got out into the woods, they, they're they just stuck and there's simply no way to get out for no particular, like, no explainable reason. They're just not going to be able to get out of those woods. And that, you know, leads to that the supernatural aspect of this movie, um, which, again, we we don't get any kind of, like like straight up answer to like how is this happening why is this happening i mean there's a spirit in the woods so it's like you know how are we going to really fully explain any of that uh you know in a 90 or 100 minute runtime however long this movie was but um yeah we, these people are just so completely stuck and there's no getting out and then of course you know we we also have zach running around too so there, there's that to contend with but i mean even if there wasn't a zach they're still completely stuck and there's no getting out for them and even though it's not found footage in the earth, it does feel like we're still with them on the journey because we never really cut away. Sure. No, that that is true. We are through their point of view the whole time. And uh, we, we never we never really cut back to like before or, you know, what's happening back in civilization. It's like this is these two and uh, we're, we're with them no matter what they go through. Absolutely. All right, well, I will read down our finished puzzle here, and then we'll get into some closing thoughts on In the Earth. We talked about Mother, Annihilation, Contagion, It Comes at Night, Midsummer, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Psycho, The Fog, The Mist, A Quiet Place, Color Out of Space, Supernatural, and The Blair Witch Project. Um, Amy, do you have any other thoughts on this movie that we kind of didn't get to that you wanted to mention? Um, I do think like the second half is slightly over edited. That's like my mm. only real critique. But in terms of a screenplay, it is incredibly strong as a screenplay. Like this is probably one of the best screenplays that was at Sundance. And I'm excited to see how people react to it when it releases. 
it's also a film I would have loved to have seen at a cinema. I feel like this oh, has a yeah. real like crowd vibe that everyone would have just gone mad for. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I think people would be uh would be screeching at, at all all those body horror moments and uh and then once things get trippy in in the end I, I think that would have been awesome to see on a big screen also the the main thing i wanted to mention uh clint mansell's score uh clint mansell mm-hmm. is one of my favorite f- composers and uh it, it is a killer score it's like very oddly soothing at points and then just trippy and crazy at others um i i, I love that music and yeah speaking to the screenplay i mean it does a lot with so little um and and that's you know obviously i'd imagine that he's working within the confines of oh we're going to be shooting this thing post quarantine let you know let's let's try to do uh as much as we can with with uh as few people and you know you know the whole social distancing and all that um and it does it just really well i mean another movie that came out uh post quarantine is uh malcolm and marie another movie i think with a great screenplay that that does really really well but then there's uh other ones like uh i'm drawing a blank on the name of it but the, the one with anne hathaway and shuttleway yeah lockdown which was not very good <laughs> i didn't think yeah. but uh yeah i mean it really just goes to show you you really need to to deal with this kind of subject matter you need a really strong script something for for the actors for for a small cast to like really sink their teeth into absolutely and i think both malcolm and marie and any both do a fantastic job of that yeah so I, I think that about does it. The only other thing I wanted to mention is I, I know Ben Wheatley's made a name for himself with these uh, weird, you know, indie movies uh, that, you know, kind of get this big attention. Next up, I think, is he still attached to the Meg 2? Yes, he is. <laughs> what an interesting uh, pivot. And what at, at one point, I think he was attached to Tomb Raider 2 also, but I think he dropped off that. I think that's, that. that's been dropped off, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess he wants to take a stab at something big uh for his next thing and i i'm curious to see what that looks like uh because i i've only seen a few of his other films i haven't seen them all um but yeah definitely not someone i pictured jumping you know jumping into giant shark movies uh but i guess we'll see yeah i guess he wanted to take something a little more fun in terms of blockbuster rather than say a marvel or a dc but has a lot more commitment issues yeah that that's true too i i don't think that he would get to be ben wheatley in a marvel movie um mm-hmm. but but in a uh the meg 2 maybe he could get to still be weird <laughs> so yeah hopefully i i look forward to it didn't really like the first meg but uh i i i'm always down for giant sharks though <laughs> who isn't <laughs> that's right that's right well, uh, yeah, I think that about does it for In the Earth. Uh, Amy, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Ooh, um, trying to think. Because I've kind of been on a lull right now because I've been doing festival after festival. So March has kind of been mm. a quieter month. I will say I was pleasantly surprised at Godzilla v. Kong. Okay. I, I can't wait. No spoilers. No. no, I won't spoil. <laughs> but pleasantly surprised is what I will say about that. Right on. Well, that uh, that is exciting to hear. I'm I'm so excited for it, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, I like it as much as I hope I will. <laughs> I think the cinematic experience will help it a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's why that's why I'm forcing myself. It's I know it's right there on my HBO Max on my TV in the living room, but I am uh, I just, I just can't do it. I'm waiting. I'm gonna wait it out. But uh, Amy, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, why don't you tell people again where they can find you and your podcast? Yes, so you can find me on Twitter at Films of Amy, and you can find my writing at filmforthought.co.uk, and my podcast is filmforthought.podbean.com. Right on. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm glad to finally get you on. I've wanted to have you on the show for a while now, and um, yeah, hopefully we can get you back again one of these days. Oh, absolutely. Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about In the Earth. Uh, thanks to Amy Smith for joining me. Check out her podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. If you enjoy what we're doing here, make sure you're subscribed wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Uh, we have been recording a lot of interesting episodes lately. Like I said during the conversation, seems like we've been doing a lot of horror lately. So if you're one of those horror people, it uh, should be a lot, of, a lot of good episodes for you on this feed. So... Check it out. Make sure you're subscribed. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Trying to get some more reviews going. You know, they, they say that kind of thing helps. Who knows? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But I appreciate it, whether it does or doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you could also share the show with your friends. That is the best thing in the world that you could do because once you share it, we get in front of all new people and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, you can also check out our Patreon, produced by David Rosen, which has lots of great content to check out from my music career as well as from all the podcasts I'm involved with. You could also join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Lots of people in there that love these weird horror movies, so um, you'll probably... Maybe you're already in there. If you are, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, okay. I'm rambling here, but uh, I think I should close this thing out with a piece of music. And I want to close it out with something weird. Something that fits with a movie like In the Earth. You know, I, I, I've always been really uh, inspired by Clint Mansell and his scores. So uh, I want to do him proud here. You know what? Actually, I'm going to go with a piece that is currently unfinished. Uh, this will be on one of my next albums. Why not give a little exclusive preview of something that I've been working on? Uh, I, I think this track might end up being called Swamp. But uh, it'll definitely be on one of my upcoming albums that I've been working on. So tentatively titled Swamp, but who knows? Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.